It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there, my name is Cindy Liming, your host of your Daily Dose of Awesome, where I talk about adding a little more awesome into your life. I should probably give you a heads up that I am recording in our basement, and the boys are upstairs, like right above me, wrestling around or something, so you might hear a little bit of banging. In this episode, the awesomeness that I bring to you today is how to deal with conflict and confrontations. And normally when I do an episode, I talk about recent things that are going on in my life, but thankfully I can say that I have not had to deal with conflict or confrontations in quite some time, or maybe I'm dealing so well with it that I can't even tell it's happening anymore. (laughs) I don't think we ever get used to handling it, but the last time I had to deal with conflict was about seven years ago when Haley was a baby. It was just my three kids and me, and McKenna had finished performing in a play. And it was time to transition as the audience from the first performance was clearing out, and the audience from the second performance was about to come in. However, it was pouring rain, and I'm not talking about a sprinkle. It was like a waterfall was coming out of the sky. (laughs) And many of the parents were gathering by the door waiting for it to pass. And I was headed over in that direction as well. You see, the thing is, Haley was still in an infant carrier. And if I went outside in that kind of rain, her carrier was literally going to fill up with water. Like my baby girl would be lying in a pool of water. So one of the staff people came up to me and told me that I had to leave immediately because the next audience was about to come in. And I kindly told her I understood and that I was just going to wait with the group of parents by the door. I really don't know what she had against me because all the other parents were allowed to stand by the door, but she was getting angrier and angrier with me as I explained to her that I was not going to let my infant baby drown in her infant carrier. But she kept pushing and her voice was getting louder So I finally, I just asked her, you know, and I was trying to be as kind as I possibly could, but she kept pushing. So I finally asked her, well, would you go out in this weather? And she said, well, no. And I said, then why would you make me? And so she stood there speechless finally, kind of, as I think what she was trying to do is put together in her mind the next thing she was going to say say to me. So then she decided she was going to keep going. And finally, she said, ma'am, you have to leave now. And I really didn't want it to come to this, but I had to say, I'm sorry, but if you want me to walk out in that rain, you'll have to make me. Yes, I felt like a six-year-old, but I kind of felt like I didn't have a choice. 
and she finally walked away. And we did not go out and we waited with the other parents. Now, I don't know if this was the best way to handle conflict and confrontation, but that's what happened. And I never, ever like being in that sort of situation. So with the Super Bowl upon us, I decided to interview a referee about how to deal with conflict. I mean, they are pros at it, right? Like 100% of the time, 50% of the audience hates you and the other 50% loves you. So I want to introduce a super cool, very special person in my life, my brother-in-law, Dave Ospaugh. I hope you enjoy our conversation about his days as a referee. But first, a word from my sponsor. And now back to the show. Dave. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So first of all, what, which sports have you refed? Um, fo- high school football and high school lacrosse. And how many years did you do that? Um, I did high school football for 20 and I did high school, high school lacrosse for five. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize you did it for that long. So, okay. So why did you want to become a ref? Um, I kind of missed football and I was really, uh, obviously too old to get, get into it, not on a collegiate level. And obviously I didn't get drafted by an NFL team. So it was just nice to get back into it. Okay. And then how do you even go about becoming a ref? Oh, um, well, there are classes that are offered by the Ohio High School Athletic Association, usually through um, a local referees association. And so you you take the classes and while you're in the classes, you can actually referee low level games like um, eighth grade games, um, peewee games, things like that. And um, so you just kind of have to go to either the state's website um, for OH, the OHSAA and find a local um, class, um, or you can search around for a local referees association, which will train you in whatever sport you're interested in. So how long did it take you all together to become a ref then? Oh, man. Remember? The, the classes, I think, were like, oh, man, how long was that? They were only like once a week for probably a couple months, maybe. Um, so like you maybe spend like, ah, man, it's really, really blanking on how long that took. But I think it was probably about four months of classes, but that's only like one month of classes, probably only once a week. So maybe eight classes. Um, and then one, if you pass that test, you'll get a, a class two license which lets you do JV games, like high school JV games and, and below. And uh, you have to do that for two years before you can take the class one test to do varsity matches. Oh, okay. So there's, there's different levels. And then like, so did you, would you have to like put your name on a list or to get, do you get chosen? Like, how do you get to be in the games? Yeah, that you got that. You don't quite get your list, but I mean, um, a lot of our association and a lot of associations, they have stuff online so that you can list your availability. Um, mm-hmm. The most of the way you get them is they're each league, each 
um, school has like a league, like, um, like here in Summit County, there's the um, suburban, suburban league. Like what's your guys's athletic league up there? Do you recall what it's called in the rain? Uh, I don't know. Not totally sporty. Well, let's say it's the Lorraine County League or something like that. Okay. Uh, you know, there is an assigner for those games and those guys find out who's available, who's out there. And um, usually you'll get contracts from them. Um, varsity night is a little more picky, you know, the, the, the assigner doesn't want to call, um, cause on a Friday night, there's five different guys. So, uh, an assigner may not want to call all five people. So he might just want to call one guy. And if you have a crew of people, then you're, you're set. They'll just call one guy and that's usually how you'll get them. And so do you like kind of build a reputation and that's how they might call you or or is there yeah. like a rotation yes and no there are there are good assigners that don't like to assign you to the same school too many times within a season um like you might i like i have worked in a league where i might play i might have had some team home and then i might run across them in, a, in an away game but they usually don't want you overlapping too much mm-hmm so they try to keep you throughout as many schools and, and if, and they don't also, they try to, since they know how many officials are out there, they don't, um, they might not use you all season for their entire league. So you, you got to be prepared to work with whatever league you can work with. Cause here in, in Summit County, the Akron area, I've, I've worked with Akron city schools. I worked with the suburban league. I worked with Stark County's leagues. Um, I even went as far away as Wayne County, um, Lake County, Geauga County. I've been some some pretty far flung places. Mm-hmm. So okay, so here's a here's a good question. So do you think you've ever made a bad call? Oh, bad call. Um, I guess to find a bad call, you mean like I knew it was wrong. Or... Yeah, because like, like you know, I just got done watching McKenna's game, and um, and you know the Super Bowl's coming, and like every, I always think of the the refs. I feel like they're the. I mean, you you have to have refs, but I feel like it's an underappreciated career, and so like when I'm thinking about like different calls that get made, like everything's happening so fast. Like, have you ever made a call where like at that moment you were like mm, maybe that was a bad call <laughs> but like um, can't really go back on it I mean like have you ever had that feeling you can go back on it that's why I kind of I really don't I have made a mistake um and I'll explain it in a sec but I don't think I've made a bad call at least not that I knew it was a bad call because I felt it was the right call I don't have instant replay that's that's the rough thing right. being a, a pro ref is they have instant replay to show you you screwed up. But um, uh, if you can, as an official, wave off a penalty if you felt it was a mistake. So what you do is you have to pick up your flag and wave it in the air. And hopefully the, the, the box knows what, you know, the, the press box knows what you're saying. But you usually have to explain it to the coach that I... I saw this and 
I was wrong. Like I, I, the one of the ones that I can think of where I was wrong, where I picked up a flag was I saw uh, I penalty that would only be a penalty if it was the uh, offense. And I, I saw a kid on defense doing it. And so I took that, I picked up the flag and said, it's not a penalty because I, I messed up who was on what side. If you know, mm-hmm. But a true mistake that I made that I, that I could not fix, it's called an inadvertent whistle. Mm-hmm. It was a big boo-boo and I've only made it once and I tried never to make it again. <laughs> okay. You, you, you blow the whistle the, you, you blow the whistle and you call the play dead when the play isn't dead yet. And um, luckily it wasn't a Friday night. It was a, it was just a freshman game, but um, the team was the team that, that had the ball was snapping the ball back for a punt. And the snapper put it over the, the kicker's head and the ball rolled into the end zone. Now, normally in high school, when the ball breaks the plane, rolls into the end zone, it's usually a touchback. It's dead. But that kind of play, it stays live so that the defense has an opportunity to score a touchdown on this loose ball, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, as soon as the ball went into the end zone, because I was playing the referee, the head referee, and I blew the play dead, which... You know, there was two things that could have happened in that play. Both would have benefited the defense, which was they either would have fallen on the ball and gotten a touchdown or the home, the the kicking team would have fallen on the ball to prevent a touchdown. And then there would have been what's called a safety, giving two points to the defensive team. Mm -hmm. Since I blew my whistle, that stopped all of that. Right. and, And the only way to fix it was pretty bad which was you have to replay the down and uh that 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 kind of took something away from the defense they were really not happy about that but i I (laughs) just apologize and go that's that's what happens oh see like okay this is the part that i really wanted to get to though like so people are were angry at you and i feel like every time a ref goes into a game at any given moment you're going to have people mad Mm-hmm. Half the audience is going to be happy with you, and the other half is going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you power through that? Because I'll tell you right now, when one person yells at me in a day, like I'm done for the day, and I and I can't let it go. So, like, when you've got a crowd of people who are upset with you, like, how do you shake it off? Mm. I don't know. I I guess I really liked football. And, and lacrosse from the fact that I'm so far away from the crowd that I can hear a few things, but I don't hear a lot. And I learned early on, I had a good referee that, that another ref that I worked with and he, he could see that I, it was a mistake. It was just like, I missed something. And mm-hmm. Paul that was blatantly there and he threw the penalty flag and and so then he caught flack because the guy the coaches were yelling why did you throw it and not him he should have thrown it because he should have seen it etc and that and i was just feeling really down about it and he said you just you can't you can't focus on it because now it's going to affect the rest of your game so you have to like any athlete once that mistake has happened you have to move on and so mm-hmm. 
I just I just look at they're going to be as long as they're not overtly cruel to me. It's just something mm-hmm. that can go by. I've laughed at some of the things I've gotten called. <laughs> sure. So what's what's like one of the most hilarious things you've ever been called? Do you remember? Oh, well, actually, I got called a cracker one time. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can you can guess it was obviously a. Uh, there was a black team versus a white team, a predominantly black school for a, a predominantly white school. And uh, they didn't like a call. And I got called a cracker for that one. Um, man, the funny. And the other thing is, like, how do you keep your cool, though? Like, because, like, if someone's, like, yelling up in my face, I'm going to say something back. Like, refs get yelled at all the time. And I see them, like, a lot of times they just ignore you. But there's only so long that a human being can ignore all of that. <laughs> You know, that's that's why they gave us flags. I mean, if it's a coach, um, I usually like back to that inadvertent whistle. The since it was a it was a freshman game, there was a separate coach involved. Well, the high school coach for the high school team was there and involved. And I simply turned to him and said, are you the head coach today? And <laughs> no, I said you can stop talking and, <laughs> and he's like you can't tell me yes i can i said either he's the head coach or you're the head coach only the head coach is supposed to be conversing with the officials and i i warned him anymore it's like i made a mistake we're fixing it i apologize but you're not helping and if you don't stop i'll throw my flag and that would have been 15 yards for an unsportsman like on the coach and then the team gets penalized for that so usually I sit there and tell them bring bring it in bring it in you know and 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 they're they got a lot of pressure too everybody yeah I have pressure because they want me to do it right but he's got pressure because he's supposed to be winning right I'll let him go just don't make it personal long yeah cursing my lineage and uh you know questioning (laughs) if you question integrity you're gonna get a flag immediately I'm not gonna cut you any slack so now, have you had to throw someone out before? Uh, yes, I have thrown, not a coach. I have thrown to throw a player out, but those are, you, you throw, um, he threw a punch. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. that means he's automatically disqualified. So. Okay. And then like with the fans, so like, um, so you talked about, like coaches yelling at you, but, but as far as fans getting upset, you've not, you're too, in your particular sport, you were too far from the crowd to really hear any of that. Is that well, what you're saying? Or did you remember fans like being in uproar? Uh, yeah. Oh no. They get, I, I know that they're upset. It's just that it makes them anonymous to me. Like I can't pull an individual guy. I mean, occasionally there is an individual person telling me I can't, I can't see I need glasses you know, right right old jokes and stuff and um actually I brought Ian to a JV game one morning at a school and he was on the sideline with me and you know they didn't realize he was my son but I was on the goal line for a play and these guys couldn't have been more than a few feet the fence that kept them out of the stadium was only a few feet from the field and where I was standing and they're just poking at me and making fun and I and I I just start laughing and shaking my head and then they can see that and then they they kind of ease up they they realize it's it's not 
it's not gonna bug me and mm-hmm. and then Ian after the game is like people talk to you like that all the time I'm like yeah but it's just a- <laughs> it's- I, the only time I was truly worried about something is when the schools don't offer any protection for us. Um, so if there's an excessively aggressive fan, um, like I've had a couple schools where the uh, the locker room for halftime is way away from the field. And you are going through like a gauntlet of human beings that just can say whatever they want for the longest time. Yeah. So now, did you to get used to all of this with time? Is that like how you got through it? Did you just get used to it? Yeah. Or I mean, because you're, you're still a human. I think that, like, as fans, we forget. You know, the refs are humans, and they have families, and they have other jobs, and they, you know, they have to go home and live with themselves. It's like, you know, like, did you did you get used to it, or like? Do you remember, like, if your first game was, like, way worse than, like, your last game? Like, you got you just got used to it. Yeah, no, my first game was way worse than my last game. Because my first game <laughs> was a nightmare. Um, so I was in the class, and, and I told you, you could, you could ref while you're in the class, but they keep you at low levels. Well, they gave us a, I think it was a freshman game. And I don't know what the assigner was thinking, but usually when we would show up at these games, you find out who's kind of, how long has everybody sort of been around and, and you kind of let the veteran, the veteran take control. And we find out we all were in the class. We were, we were all first year people. And um, suddenly we're all going, Oh no we don't have a full grasp of all the rules. (laughs) We don't know exactly what we're supposed to be doing everywhere. And yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know how you remember all the rules. Cause like, you know, as a, as a fan, we like know, you know, the general rules, but there's so many rules, especially in football that I like, I didn't even know were rules. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you have a crew, you usually try to get somebody to be, um, the best in each section of the rules um like you, you like the the different positions are there's the referee he's the guy that the head ref he you know he's the one who makes the calls and and does all the speaking and starting of plays but you have an umpire which is on the defensive side of the ball he usually needs to know enforcement like how many yards do is this penalty worth and what happens in this situation and the ref tries to be up on that too but then you've got a line judge on one side and a linesman who handles the chains on the other side and a back judge mm-hmm. who handles the yeah. passes so each one of you pick something like you know you be good in this and I as a referee you need to be good at pretty much all of it but I might defer to one of them if something okay so you like spread the wealth around absolutely yeah the other times we're you required to have a book on the field so on a friday night no matter what time you're there there is a book down on the field okay so that's helpful so okay so like i want to because i your job that you do every day now is somewhat confrontational so like what i want to get insight from you to apply this to everyday life is like from being a ref in your everyday job like how do you, what would be your best advice for handling confrontation? 
Um, my best advice is uh, that you don't take it personally is the first thing because I don't know why they're mad. They may be mad at me, but um, they could have a legitimate reason for being mad. And they could also have what I consider a not legitimate reason for being mad at me. But, you know, they're really angry at something they've done. And it's, you know, it's being deflected onto me. And yeah, I feel like somebody's got to be to blame. So we all look to the ref, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know? Yep. Yeah. And yeah, but I do like when I watch these refs get eaten alive out there, I just, I feel so bad, especially now that, you know, that I know you and that you used to be a ref and, you know, but you always seem like a really calm person. And it's just like any advice on keeping your cool would be fantastic. <laughs> Um, no. yes, don't take it personally. I, it's, it's rough. Try to, I, you know, and I, 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 sometimes I think it might be easier for men cause we're pretty good at detaching anyway, but <laughs> yeah, we yeah. You need to step back a second and maybe look at, you do have to look at somebody's point of view to understand. You don't have to agree with it to understand it. You don't have to like it either, but if you can put yourself and go, where's this coming from? You know, that when that coach sits there and he's mad at you for the holding call because it brought a touchdown back, he's he's mad at you. He's really not mad at you. He's mad at the situation, but you were the right. You're the one who took it back. And, and when I could I could be a jerk and say, no, I, I didn't take the penalty, the, the football the touchdown away. Your guy who clearly knows the rules did this, you know you know, he kind of feels his job's on the line every day. So I can sit there and put myself in his space and say, I can understand, but that's why you have limits. And then you yeah. tell the person, well, you're reaching that limit now. If, if, if you don't stop, I, I am going to bite back in the way that I have available <laughs> to me. So. Yeah, that's true. Cause you don't actually have to, I guess as a ref, because you have these tools, like you don't have to lose your cool because in the end, you're the one that decides. And and that's the thing though, like with the, all these sports, it's like, we have to, the refs have to be there. If we don't have the refs and we can't have the game. Yeah. So, um, so I just wanted to thank you so much for doing this and, you know, I'm up to my eyeballs in sports with my kids and then the Super Bowl is coming up and, you know, the Browns, the, some of the refs have made some really bad calls throughout the season. And um, I'm just really thankful that you were able to shed some light to my listeners today. So thank you so much for being sure, here. No problem. All right. You have a great rest thank of the you. day. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So to wrap this up, perhaps don't take confrontation and conflict personally. Perhaps a lady at my daughter's play was having a bad day. I mean, have I ever acted grumpy around someone because I was in a bad mooding and having a bad day? Yep, I have. Another helpful tip. If you need to confront someone, write it down, but don't send it. Throw it away later and you'll be glad you did. Also, when I get angry and I feel the need to confront someone, I ask myself, are the consequences of this confrontation really worth it? Usually no. 
I get frustrated just like the next person. And I look at my frustration as cards I get to play. Like I only have three cards in the day. And if I win, and if I win, if I have all of my cards at the end of the day. So I choose my frustrations, conflicts, and confrontations wisely. And lastly, respect the refs, the NFL refs, the NBA refs, the high school refs, and even the high school kid, such as my son, who is roughing for your six-year-old's basketball game for $5 and a free slice of pizza. Refs are necessary in the American sports culture that we have created and love. They are people, too. And another thing I just thought of, perhaps we all need flags to throw. Wouldn't that be funny? So like when being confronted, we could just pull a flag out of our pocket and throw it and be done with the confrontation. Perhaps I should should create some merch, like your daily dose of awesome confrontation flags (laughs) available in all colors. Wouldn't that be great? Anyway, thanks again, Dave, for being on my show. If you like what you heard, please share this episode and hit subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, consider joining my Facebook group by searching Your Daily Dose of Awesome and check out my website at www.yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com where you will find all of my past episodes and all of the awesome things I mentioned in the show. Make it a great week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.